0: hello 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 welcome back to the reclaim podcast i'm your host whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better including and especially herself hey guys welcome back to the show or if you're new here hi hello and welcome everyone come sit down have a seat if you have your tea grab it If you need your tea, go get it because we have a lot to talk about. Before we dive into this week's episode, let's talk about last week's episode, which was book bans 2022. I went through a list, a litany, a scroll of all of the latest book bans, why certain books were being banned. um, And you can probably guess some easy reasons why these Innocent books like Hair Love or Don't Touch My Hair or The Day You Begin or Jabari Jumps. Things like that. Easy, little, gentle stories about identity and affirmation and, you know, representation. Little books like that would get banned. So, yeah. If you want to hear that episode and get as mad and fiery as I was, head on over. I always say. And you guys probably can repeat it with me. There is only one person. There's not even one person. But if anyone's going to be um, not upset about you binging this show, it's going to be me. Hi, hello. Enjoy. Um, life update. Um, since you guys bully me into doing them, um, <laughs> no, I don't mind. I don't mind. I love that you guys are like. I love that you guys ask. Like, I have a very considerate and kind community like here I go standing y'all again like you know you're gonna get it every week you know you're gonna get um me yelling at hateful people and me loving on you guys um I just appreciate y'all I just appreciate y'all being here and listening to the show and constantly showing support like I really do um and so yes my family and I we have hit the road we have traveled down south we are um staying with my mother-in-law um, everyone's having a blast, getting lots of fresh air, lots of good food, uh, resting, recuperating, still working, but you know, new surroundings. Um, so yeah, we personally, we personally, personally are good. We're good over here. Um, because of some unforeseen circumstances, I've gotten a lot more free time and that means dun, 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 more writing. So, I have been pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. And I'm really grateful of two of the things I've pitched. I've already written and submitted. So those were not only written and, you know, I've only pitched them, but they were all received. And so they're now with the editors getting all that magical dust that editors do to pieces. Um, but I've since pitched a few more. Uh, and you guys know that the dream the absolute dream is to be able to live, make a life thrive, to thrive off my writing. Um, and so these are just the few, the first few steps of it. You know, you guys have walked this journey with me, um, since the inception of this show, you know, even beyond that with like the blog and things like that. So I appreciate y'all for being here. Very, very excited. Very grateful. Um, and as I tweeted the other day, you know, when one door closes and I said, dot, 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 because it's not necessarily that one door will open. It could be many doors. It could be one door. It could be a window. It could be anything. So, you know, just stay hopeful, keep working. Um, one monkey doesn't stop any show and just, you know, keep it moving, keep it pushing. Um, all right. I guess that. Not, I guess, but that's enough. That's enough of a life update. Let's get into the revelations level mess that has happened. I guess the last few weeks have been quote unquote, quote unquote quiet because between North Korea shooting missiles over Japan, which I just read about, um, the rap girlies are all arguing on social media. I don't know why that is um, it's just, it's just a mess. And those are just two stories I'm actually not going to be discussing, but like, it's, it's a, it's a fiery mess here. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get to these church announcements. Hit it, Earl.
1: Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time. If you really like the show, we're glad that y'all here today and These will be your church announcements.
0: Well, church, did we put Kanye on the sick and shut in? Did we put him on the sick and shut in? I feel like if we didn't, we should. We probably need to. Um, Actually, no, I take that back. We don't need to put him on the sick and shut in. We need to hold him accountable because I'm just going to say it because the way my brain is like, setting on fire right now about this next story that we're going to talk about, which by now you probably already have heard or seen if you have opened up any social media app or read any news site online, you've probably already seen it. So Kanye West dropped a surprise show fashion show presentation at Paris fashion week. And it was a presentation of Yeezy season nine, I believe. I don't know. I don't keep up. Um, but basically he decided to wear a sweatshirt with on the front it had images of various catholic popes and on the back of the sweatshirt it had words emblazoned white lives matter the most fame well one of the most popular images of this situation. He was standing beside a black woman who was wearing a white version of that shirt with black lettering. Um, and that black woman happens to be Candace Owens. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Candace Owens, Googler, I really don't want to spend too much time talking about her, but basically she, she's one of the more unpleasant Presences on the far right. She has said some really terrible things, really incendiary things, things that you would hear some from someone who is trying to get attention. Like, if that's what it takes to get media attention, then put me in obscurity, because I'm not going to be unkind, uh, verbally violent, um, or any of those things towards can't, um, towards anyone anyone period um just so someone can pay attention to me just so i my name can go viral no thank you no thank you as a person who has had a few videos go viral you can keep it you can absolutely keep it um the comments that come after that the trolls that come after that um the way that people can mass report you and get your platform completely taken away from you um just because they didn't like one thing that you said, not because it was problematic, not because it was painful, not because it was detrimental in any way, but simply because they did not like what you said. And they don't like who you are. They'll try to get you deplatformed. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, going viral is it's not it. It's not it at all. And um this I'm sorry, I'm stepping aside from the the original topic I was talking about, but, um, in truth, that's why I stepped away from so much influencer work that I've been doing. Like I still do a lot of influencing work, but not as much as it was originally doing. Um, I don't want to, and James Nord, um, talks about this and there, um, if you guys are paying attention to four and all the influencing stuff, um, James Nord is actually the head of four F O H R. um, And they are trying to make the influencing space um, better for influencers and different companies. Go with me. I promise you, I'm getting back to Kanye in a second. James Nord said it is not up to the influencer to create content. It's up to the influencer to sell products. And that just confirmed that confirmed my decision for me, um, a few years back I actually went on to James, James's show. If you guys remember back a few years ago, um, before the pandemic, in fact, um, yes, before the pandemic, right before the pandemic, I think it was like the end of the year. Cause I remember it was cold and I wore a sweater and I was like concerned about, you know, it being icy because I was taking the train from Philly to New York. For this interview, and everything ended up working out great. It was actually a seasonally warmer day, um, so I didn't even have to worry about that. Um, we had a great conversation, um, but we talked a lot about race and we talked a lot about privilege, which you know one brand um, and I talked about a lot about what influencers could do so fast forward a few years later, um, I had made the decision to gradually step away from so much influencing work. Like I said, I'm still doing some, but not as much. I'd rather talk about the issues that concern me, um, and use my platform and talk to my community that way, as opposed to, you know, trying to sell them stuff. And so when he said that, I was like, that's just affirmation of the decision that I've made. Um, people take their platforms. People don't consider their platforms when they have them. Um, We're definitely guilty of it in the influencing space. But people who really, really don't consider their platforms, I believe Kanye will be one of them. Kanye used to be it for me. Like I remember college dropout got me through being at Westchester University. Like I remember that. I remember you know, subsequent years and new, um, new music would come out and our friends and I would gather and listen to it and enjoy it and talk about it. Um, we would find other versions of it because other DJs would get it and like play around with it and find different versions of, um, create different versions of the song with different beats. And it was just a really cool time. And, you know, Kanye was on top, like he was, he was like a rocket ship. Um, fast forward now, God, almost 20 years and he's unrecognizable. He's unrecognizable to those of us who adored him, adored him, but he's been unrecognizable. And I keep trying to tell people that what we're seeing today what we're seeing this week with the white lives matter shirt is nothing new. So here's the gist. And I'm taking this from the cut. So Kanye puts on this presentation for his new Yeezy line in Paris fashion week. Like I said, it was a surprise one. I don't know how planned it was. It obviously had to have been planned because people had to come and get their invitations and There were certain people with certain invites and yada, yada, yada. And I believe Naomi Campbell actually closed out the show. Um, But then he wears something like this. And I've seen screenshots and screen recordings of people who were there, people who were livid, pissed, you know, especially because one of the models who was wearing that very shirt while walking was, I believe, I believe it was Lauren Hill's daughter the lauren hill the one who gave us the miseducation of lauren hill the ever classic you could play it anywhere at any time and it'll, it'll, it'll always be relevant unlike a lot of kanye so unfortunately the phrase white lives matter um coming from the cut um the phrase which originated in 2015 as a response to the phrase black lives matter is categorized as a quote hate slogan by the Anti-Defamation League and has been used in white supremacist by white supremacist groups like the Ku Klux Klan or the Ku Klux Klan rather so he's using a white supremacist phrase on a t-shirt and he's making black models wear it he himself is a black man <sighs> some of the people who are sitting in the audience and this is coming back um and also coming from the cut said, I could not believe what I was seeing. And I could not believe that everyone else didn't seem enraged. That came from Lynette Nylander, a writer and editor who actually ended up walking out of the show because of the harmful rhetoric. There are just so many layers, Nylander noted, that West used the black community as the root of all of his latest jokes. The same community whose dollars went to support him and put him in the position that he's in today. Uh Rajani, I hope I said that correctly. Rajani Jacques Rajani Jacques, the global head of fashion and beauty for Snap, posted in her story saying Kanye West disrespected the black community for clout. Not included in the in the cut article was some comments by Gabriella Karifa Johnson, also a writer prolific fashion writer she criticized yay for putting a put like i said putting a black model in the white lives matter shirt um and i went and watched her stories myself and it's not like she like stood up in like this big grandiose thing but she did say like you could hear an audible gasp when the model walked by and you could see those words emblazoned across her back white lives matter knowing the history of where that phrase came from knowing the emotions that that brings up Knowing the discussions and how that phrase de what Black Lives Matter was trying to do. Now I'm talking about the phrase and the movement, not the, not the organization Black Lives Matter. Because just be real frank and really transparent and really honest, I'm not really feeling the organization of Black Lives Matter considering all of the, the latest backlash with a lot of problems. And I think we've talked about it before. And I think I've said what I'm about to say right now that, you know, with the Black Lives Matter organization being anything but organized and receiving that amount of money and rather than organizing themselves and getting themselves together and getting their paperwork in order and making sure that their their um, the different Black Lives Matters across the nation were taken care of. You know, they, they spent the money in a lot of weird ways and it doesn't look good and it doesn't feel good. And if it's very disappointing that all you have to do is to do, well, a few things you could do to derail a black movement. One, you can kill the leader, which we've, we've witnessed, we've, we've seen this before and we have documented history of that. Um, or you can throw a bunch of money at them and watch them take the part themselves and, it sucks because that's why I feel like what's happening to black lives matter, the organization. However, the movement is still extraordinarily powerful. Um, despite, despite what's going on with the organization, like people are still talking about it. People still remember the summer of 2020. Um, people still are, are chanting it. People are still working towards it. Um, it may not be as loud as it was in 2020, but it's still happening. Like, it's still active. Um, so, I don't, we'll, only time will tell if the movement goes the way of the organization. But back to Kanye. Um, so, Gabriella Karifa made her comments about how she felt about the show. She didn't end up walking out, but she did, like I said, she did make comments. And so what did Kanye do with his almost 18 million followers? Well, he t- he didn't take her comments as criticism of fashion. He decided to criticize her himself. And so he went on his Instagram, you know, doing the weird thing that a lot of social media people are doing, which is deleting or archiving their, their older posts so that you only see maybe like a handful at a time, which is very strange. I just, I, maybe because I, the way I use my, social medias. I use it as a a journal so you can scroll back at any point and see where my head was at the time. Um, Not everybody does that, you know, and I get it, you know, archiving uh, posts that aren't relevant. That's everyone does that. So I get that. But at the same time, or posts that you've grown out of, like, let's say you made a problematic post and you're like, that's not even who I am anymore. I said this trash thing. It was awful. I can't believe I said that. Let me fix that. I can understand that as well. Anyway, long and short, he spent something like four posts talking about Gabriella and her fashion, the way she looks, and that quote, Anna hates the boots that she was wearing, I believe referring to Anna Wintour. Um, Instead of directly addressing the criticism that what he did, what he did with putting this shirt on this black model was a lot of things but not good like he, Gabriella didn't come at him personally she came at the the fashion and the, the decision and why it's problematic and why it causes harm and rather than address that he acted like a petulant child he's 45 years old he's 5 years away from being a 50 year old man um, and there's only so much excusing of his behavior that you can point to mental health um, issues and concerns because Kanye West has all of the resources that anyone could possibly ever want, need, or have. And he is electing not to get the help that he needs. We need to hold him accountable. That's a choice. You know how, y'all remember how he said slavery was a choice? Well, this is an actual choice. Unlike the 400 years that our ancestors, my ancestors were considered cattle to be profited off of um, the trauma, the harm, the violence, the brutality that my ancestors faced for four centuries, despite constantly fighting against it at every possible turn from the kidnapping from the shores of Africa to slave insurrections across on the, um, across the, uh, the transatlantic slave trade to all of the slave rebellions, all of the slave revolutions, so much so that it ended up in the declaration of independence that black folk were uprising and fighting against their enslavers and that the founding fathers blamed England for inciting that, which how and why, but also testament to us um, that we fought, we fought for our freedom. Don't let people think that, y'all that certain people gave us our freedom no we fought for it whether we were running for freedom whether we were fighting against our captors whether we were fighting in the civil war we fought for our freedom okay it wasn't handed to us we took it okay um but unlike those things which many which all of those are choices we did fight slavery enslavement was not a choice no one chooses to be a slave a chattel slave no one chooses that. No one chooses to allow their child to be so sold away from their arms. No one chooses to be a brood mare for more enslaved peoples. Nobody chooses that. Nobody chooses to spend the rest of their days and their children's days and their children's children's days in the service of a family who does not consider people, people. Nobody chooses that. Um but this was a choice. Kanye's decision was a choice. Um, and it was very disheartening. And another disheartening choice was that he decided to pick on this, this writer, this writer, um, who had legitimate criticisms of him. Um, and rather than address the criticisms, he decided to incite violence against a black woman. So, verbal violence against this black woman. Um, I have not seen a a response, uh, response from her yet. I will keep you guys posted probably in my IG story if I do. Um, but I'm sending all my support to Gabriella. I don't know if y'all could tell we're very pro Gabriella over here. Um, let's see what else, what else, what else? Yay has also, um, before the show, he made this really weird speech, very disjointed, very strange. He said, I am yay. Every, and everyone knows that I am here to be a leader. You can't manage me or whatever. Um, and then the show happened. And like I said, one of the people who ended up walking out of the show was Jaden Smith. Now Jaden Smith, son of Will and Jada, Had a lot to say about this. Some of the tweets have since been deleted, but the ones that I saw basically said, um, I had to dip true leaders lead. Like Kanye, you're not leading anyone you're doing harm. And I appreciate Jaden for saying that. And he also said, quote, black lives matter. I don't care who it is. If I don't feel the message I'm out. So let's talk about why the white lives matter thing really, really matters. Like we could just ignore Kanye. The truth be told, a lot of us have been ignoring Kanye. You have not heard me mention very much about him and his separational divorce from Kim. You have not really heard me talk about how he attempted, attempted to rally black people to his side with some things that were going on between him and gap and him and Adidas. Um, because you know he's finding out the hard way a lot of things that we told him um you haven't heard me really mention much about him and you know what to be fair you really haven't heard probably a lot of people mention anything about him um not because he's going into obscurity but because we're tired (laughs) a lot of us are tired of talking about kanye However, this particular situation is damaging, is detrimental, and it's dangerous. You are a black man with a massive following, huge swath of respect. You command presence when you appear, when you say something, when you do something. And you're taking these sentiments of white supremacy and placing them on your back it it'd be different if the shirt said all lives matter although all lives matter is also detrimental because it de-centers what black lives matter was trying to do black lives matter is trying to have a conversation with the nation by saying hey we also matter hey we matter as well not that we're the only ones who matter but we matter too because if you look at this nation's history and current practices it feels like we don't matter. Remember that phrase was born. I believe during an interview with, yes, I believe it was during an interview with the activists that would then go on to be some of the leaders of the move of the organization, black lives matter. And one of them literally said it was after Trayvon Martin, the Trayvon Martin verdict, um, which if you guys hadn't heard, which I'm sure you have, George Zimmerman was acquitted of all charges, despite the fact that he chased down a teenager, a child, a literal child. And when that child tried to defend themselves because there's this strange man following him and accosting him, he shot him. He shot him dead, killed a teenager, a child. And rather than Florida doing the right thing, they let George Zimmerman go. Now he's been causing hell ever since. And I'm like, all right, well, that's y'all's problem, not ours. Um, you had the opportunity to lock a monster up when he killed a child, but because that child is black and y'all don't care anything about black people, he's your problem now. Um, can't feel bad for the monsters that you allow to roam because you're too racist to see the problems with it. So the phrase was formed, Black Lives Matter. Um, it became a chant. And I remember before Black Lives Matter became this cool, hip thing where, Everyone and their kids were marching around with cardboard signs and pizza boxes and things like that that said Black Lives Matter um, to protest the death of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. It was seen as a view, it was seen as the chant of terrorists. I remember this and I'm not gonna let anyone forget this either that before all of that black, no one wanted to be associated with Black Lives Matter because it was seen as a terroristic threat. People saying that our lives also matter was viewed as a terroristic threat. Um, And I forget, I'm going off the top of my head. I wish I had the books with me right now, but there are books by the founders of Black Lives Matter who talk about how, I think it, the, one of the books is called When They Call You a Terrorist. Um. So anyway, the phrase was formed. It wasn't cool. Something happens and then it starts picking up steam and then white lives matter comes out. And you know, you can hear those chants. Like I said, at Ku Klux Klan gatherings and rallies, you could talk about, you know, what happened in Charlottesville with the khaki crew that decided to get the tiki torches from home Depot and march around, talk about Jews will not replace us. White lives matter. You will not replace us. All types of anti-Semitic homophobic racist ignorant foolishness um and it just went from there so to see kanye use a phrase that literally suspends the conversation that black people are trying to have by saying hey nation guess what our lives matter too he's doing the work of white supremacy he's doing the work for them in essence being a slave And in him standing beside Candace Owens, who, hello, is her whole platform to do the work of white supremacy, um, to talk real fast and say a whole lot of word salad and not address the real systemic issues, but instead would rather blame those who are victims of systematic oppression for their oppression rather than turning and looking at the oppressors. Taking that picture with her, wearing those shirts, said everything. And I keep telling people because it keeps ending up in my comment sections of my different posts. A lot of us didn't believe him. I'm not going to say us. I shouldn't say us. A lot of folks didn't believe him, but I believed him. I believed Kanye. I believed Kanye when he told us that 400 years of slavery sounded like a quote choice i believed him when he embraced the former president and was wearing a maga hat i believed him when he wore the jack that jacket with the big confederate flag on the shoulder i believed him when he threw up the white power hand sign in a photo with white supremacists standing with them i believed him when he downplayed the contra contributions of black heroes and upheld white ones. Remember the things that he said about Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman didn't do this. Are you kidding me? National treasure, Harriet Tubman. Who are you, Kanye compared to her? Nobody, nobody. I believed him when he told us those things. I believe Kanye was gone long time ago. And while this makes me sad, it's not unbelievable. Like so many people were saying in my, in my comments, like, this is just unbelievable. I couldn't believe this happened. One comment said it's, it it looks like it was Photoshopped. And I'm like, no, he really did this. He really did this. And he's saying everything he needs to say. He doesn't like us anymore. And when I say us, I mean his own people. He wants the approval of a certain group of people. We need to let him go. We need to let him go. I've already let him go. A lot of us have already let him go. Let Kanye go. You see how he only wants to talk to us when he needs our support. When he needs our attention. Black people gave Kanye the platform that he has now. Black people validated Kanye. Black people supported Kanye. Black people cheered for Kanye. Black people black people made Kanye quite literally parents and all <laughs> black people did that and to see him go so far not just to pander to the white audience because there's a different that's a different conversation but to pander to white people who don't even like us because if you're getting shares and support from far-right folks who are, who are verbally violent to black people daily, people who look like you, people who have your same hair texture, people who have the same lineage as you, and you're just willing to lick their boots, he's he, he's not ours anymore. Let them have him. Let them support him. Let them boost him. Because I guarantee you, he's going to do something and they're going to have to remind him that he too is an N word like the rest of us and then he'll come back and kind of like what a bunch of us said online last time he came back when he wanted to talk about Adidas not treating him right or Gap not treating him out right we're like well you know that sounds like a choice just like what you said about slavery so yeah I believe Kanye um I want to play a clip from the incomparable, amazing Van Lathan. I appreciate him so much, but this was the thing. This was the very moment that I appreciated him the most. This is a clip from TMZ a few years ago, and it just, it seems very appropriate for today. So take a listen.
1: I actually don't think you're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that, because Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact and real-world, real-life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Every day we have to walk into that truth while you choose to say things that to be honest with you, dog, are nonsensical. You wanna for- think freely? That's fine, I'll come back your free thought with my free thought because mine is grounded in a reality that I've been given and a reality that I'm going to change, but I'm not gonna do it by pretending that the enemies are on the same team as me and frankly, I'm disappointed I'm appalled and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real That's
0: Van Lathan ladies and gentlemen (laughs) that was the moment that was the moment right there, Van Lathan handing Kanye all the energy he said it all we have to black people have to live in the world that when kanye wears a shirt that says white lives matter which is the antithesis which decenters what black lives matter is trying to say and do by decentering what black lives matter is trying to say and do by saying hey our lives matter also our lives matter as well you're putting the attention back on white people which takes the attention off of the burning house of what's happening to black people and that's a problem that's a problem not just for me clearly it was a problem for then what was going on with kanye clearly it has fallen on deaf ears clearly that conversation went nowhere but someone said it and someone said it in a very public forum And I was grateful for the things that Van Lathan said in that conversation. All right. We're going to move on to the next topic because I'm just, I'm just, I'm personally, I'm just done with Kanye. Um, So I want to offer a trigger warning for the next portion of the show. I will be talking about animal abuse. Um, So trigger warning there. Um, Dr. Oz has gotten himself in some trouble because the news has just leaked that his research experiments at Columbia killed something like 300 plus dogs, many of whom were puppies inflicted with quote, extensive suffering on them, violating the animal welfare act multiple times for which Columbia had to pay fines for. This is according to a, a piece written on Jezebel that in the early um, 2000s a testimony from a whistleblower and veterinarian named katherine del or- orto del orto i hope i said that correctly about dr oz's research detailed extensive suffering inflicted upon his team on the canine subjects that included multiple violations of the animal welfare act which sets a minimum standard for care of dogs cats primates, rabbits, and other animals in the possession of animal dealers and laboratories. So they have minimum standards and Dr. Oz's team regularly violated that regularly violated that the law specifically requires researchers and breeders to use pain relieving drugs or euthanasia on animals and not use paralytics without anesthesia or experimenting on multiple times on the same animal. Guess what Dr. Eyes did? All of those things. There is a story in, this one makes me sick. And I don't even, I don't even have a dog. Like, I love animals. Y'all already know this. Um, Love cats, love dogs, love pets. Um, As long as you're not creepy and crawly, because then, you know, keep them far away from me. Um, But I will support your love of that animal. That's just not my tea. That is just not my thing. Do not like the creepy crawlies. Do not like the slithery slithers. But the fluffy, cute kind. Yes. uh, Yes. Adorable. Um, There's a story about how Dr. Oz took a litter of puppies and injected them with some type of expired drug directly into the heart, into their hearts. They suffered and they died. And then he put them or his team put them in trash bags with their litter mates, some of whom were still alive. It's horrible stuff like that. Terrible stuff like that, that he did to these animals in his, in their research at Columbia. Like I said, Columbia ended up paying fines, covering fines for what Dr. Oz did in his research. So after this article drops, Dr. Oz decided to tweet quote, I love my dog, no matter what. First of all, gross, 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 gross. If you did these things, stand accountable, accountable. See, the problem is y'all are so used to not having accountability that y'all don't know, even know how to stand, stand in accountability for what you did wrong. This was monstrous behavior. Puppies, baby, baby dogs. You hurt willingly. You not only tested on, but you willingly hurt baby dogs for, for research. And you can read the article yourself. I'm not going to go through it because just to be honest, there's a lot of really graphic and heartbreaking pieces of evidence in here that me personally, I, I don't want that. I just can't, I just cannot do it. Um, It's just so evil. It's just so wicked. But someone else made the point. um, I was trying to find the tweet and I can't. I wish I had saved it. But the tweet went in essence, said in essence, quote, I better see the same energy for Dr. Oz and these 300 plus dogs that we saw for Michael Vick and the dog situation. For those who don't remember, Michael Vick used to be the quarterback for the Eagles and he got in massive, massive trouble for dog wrestling. Um, it wasn't like he was controlling dog wrestling. I mean the dog fighting rather dog wrestling. What is dog wrestling? Um, dog fighting. And it wasn't like he was like, I don't believe that he was the host or he had control over it. I believe he was just present. Someone else can quote me if I'm wrong. I wasn't paying attention to the sports at the time. I just thought that the fines and the, I believe jail time that he faced, um, or a threat of jail time or a threat of litigation, something like that. I'm going off the top of my head. Y'all see me. Here I go. Um, basically, he got in a lot of trouble. He got in a lot of trouble for dogfighting. Um, and I haven't, like I said, the story just dropped. So we have yet to see if there will be any consequences for Dr. Oz um, for the situation. But someone also tweeted that if John Fetterman, who is currently campaigning against Dr. Oz uh, for a seat, for a PA Senate, if John Fetterman had pulled a gun on a dog, kind of the same way that John Fetterman pulled a gun on a black person, but we'll talk about that another day. But if John Fetterman, who's currently campaigning against Dr. Oz, pulled a gun on a dog, John Fetterman wouldn't be campaigning against Dr. Oz because we know how, we know how certain communities feel about their dogs and... <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of them like, like, um, their dogs more than they like my people. That's another conversation for another day, but y'all get the point. Um, it's really gruesome. Some of the things that he allowed, some of the things that he oversaw. And like I said, Columbia just quietly just sent the money in for fines. Extraordinarily disappointing. Extraordinarily so. Um, but yeah that's that on that story. Um I wish that was the most uh incendiary thing that has come out of the what's going on with Republicans this week, but uh apparently not. Because I don't know if y'all heard Herschel Walker is a he's campaigning against Raphael Warnock for a seat for Georgia's Senate. Georgia Senate race and uh, Christian Walker Herschel's son has had some things to say now if you are unfamiliar with Herschel Walker basically the man lies left and right and and like the lies have been just people have been able to just like say like no you've never did that no you never did that no you never did that like he's been lying left and right about like being valedictorian he was never valedictorian I don't even think he graduated which There's no shame in not graduating, but to say that you were valedictorian when you didn't graduate, eh, you know, that's a little problematic. Um, but there's been multiple things like that, that he's lied about. Like these things that you just wouldn't or shouldn't lie about, you know, like if you're gonna lie about something, lie about something that people aren't likely to easily find out. Like people can Google, oh, hello, riding mopeds all around the neighborhood. you're having a good time um (laughs) sorry (laughs) you you see me I just I'm chasing the squirrel chasing the squirrel anyway but easy stuff that folks would easily catch you in a lie about um and so this is one of them so Christian Walker is his son right and well the son that's most forward-facing in the last few months, several stories have dropped about Herschel Walker. Um, he calls himself a family man. He says he's very very, very pro-life anti-abortion, that s- sort of situation, very focused on his family. Never mind the fact that he's threatened his um, Christian's mother multiple times with violence. Never mind the fact that they had to move several times to hide from Herschel Walker and his threats of violence. Never mind all of that. We're just going to pretend um. And be completely hypocritical which you know unfortunately the right is very good about I don't mean to make this a political show but the right is very good about being hypocritical saying one thing and meaning another like Marjorie Taylor Greene being very anti um very uh pro one man one woman marriage and then she's having multiple affairs on her husband and now is in the middle of a divorce um uh, not to say that you know people get divorced every day I'm not trying to shame anyone who's gotten divorced hello hi you guys know my story But at the same time, like, mm, you're trying to tell gay people that they can't get married at all to the people that they love and treasure and value. Meanwhile, you can't even focus on your own marriage enough. You're focused on other people and their bodies. Anyway, long in the short, Christian Walker recently tweeted and these went viral. He tweeted, quote, Every family member of Herschel Walker asked him not to run for office because we all knew some and you put this in parentheses some of his past every single one he decided to give us the middle finger and air out all of his dirty laundry in public while simultaneously lying, lying about it i'm done i don't care about someone who has a bad who has a bad past and takes accountability but how dare you lie and act as though You're some moral Christian upright man. You've lived a life destroying other people's lives. How dare you? I know my mom and I would really appreciate if my father Herschel Walker stopped lying and making a mockery of us. You're not a family man when you left us to bang a bunch of other women, um, threatened to kill us and had us move six times in six months running from your violence for those who are unfamiliar with Christian Walker, bless you. You are, you are very fortunate and favored, but Christian is a right wing, biracial gay man, um, who is very anti Black Lives Matter, very anti like the LGBTQ movements, um, for, for equity, very anti all that. He's when, when I say as far right as a As a a biracial black presenting gay man can be um that's what I mean but you know my grandmother used to say it a broken clock is tw- is right twice a day and so anyway I'm just gonna play his clip because he uh, he accompanied all that with um some additional sound some additional posts And so I want to make sure that I'm very clear about what's happening. And then I'll explain why Christian Walker is coming out with all this. So take a listen.
2: I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know, my favorite issue to talk about is father absence surprise because it affected me that's why i talk about it all the time because it affected me family values people he has four kids four different women wasn't in the house raising one of them he was out having sex with other women do you care about family values i was silent lie after lie after lie the abortion card drops yesterday it's literally his handwriting in the car they say they have receipts whatever he gets on twitter he lies about it okay i'm done done Everything has been a lie, and so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, "Hey, I'm I'm done with the lies." When you all have been calling me saying, "Is this true about your dad?" Gosh, we're not gonna win Georgia. This candidate, all that's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that. Conservatives. And then for people on the left to act as though I'm responsible for all of the things that he has done. I've talked about Father their I've talked all these issues because they've been close to me, because they matter to me, because I went through it. That's why I've talked about it. So when you say, well, talk about your dad, but I am. I'm saying this behavior is atrocious. Don't come for me. You don't have to like my politics. You don't have to like
0: me. You don't have to. I'm just saying I'm done with the lies. We- <sighs> Christian's done. He said he's completely done. Um, and he's over it. So he alluded to the reason why he's coming out with all that now. And when I say now, I mean in the last 24 hours, because this report literally dropped yesterday at 7 p.m. And it is a report from the daily beast that talks about Herschel Walker paying for the abortion of a girlfriend, um, a mistress. Um, and he's supposed to be this big pro-life man, just like Christian said, he's, he was very, in, he's, he is very verbally and very pro-life family, all these things like that. And then you come to find out it's the exact opposite. Like Christian said, he has four other kids, none of whom that he's raised, four other children, in addition to Christian. That makes five kids. And this mistress comes forward with this receipt. She has receipts with the signatures. She it's in his handwriting. He's paid for this abortion. So his far right son, who is like I said, very far right, very problematic, says a lot of crazy stuff. Um, doesn't realize that he himself is in danger with the group that he's aligning himself with, but bootlickers gonna lick. We just talked about Kanye. We just talked about, um, Candace Christian fits right on in there, but I do feel some empathy for him. I do. Yes, he is a problem. Absolutely. But as a person who also has daddy issues and debt and and can see the trouble and all that, And how, you know, y'all have heard me talk about it, how I had to meet my siblings. And it wasn't like the cute little meetings that we see when people go into like the delivery rooms and you see your mom and she's in the delivery room and she's holding your new baby sibling. And like you, you, you get to meet that little person. No, I'm talking about years later and with women that I had never seen before. (laughs) Craziness. So like on that level, I empathize with him. And then on another level, I want to hold him to task. It's just like all of this that you have to say is coming out now. Unfortunately, the way Georgia is looking, Raphael Warnock, who is doing an amazing job for Georgians, who cares about Georgians, who knows what he's talking about, Pastor Raphael Warnock, is neck and neck with Herschel Walker. A man who doesn't even know how wind turbines work. So what are we talking about here? (sighs) I guess I've just like my empathy only goes so far. Like the father thing. I get that like totally completely get that. But to to try to continue to garner empathy when you've caused so much harm and so much pain and so much trouble on your own. Mm, My empathy does not extend there. So I feel bad for Christian on one hand. And on the other hand, I'm just like, you know what? You could have said something way sooner. Um, so we will watch that all play out. Like I said, that news quite literally just dropped um within the last 24 hours uh let's see let's see let's see let's let's go off of oh no what oh i just saw a report that loretta lynn country singer loretta lynn died um in 90. she is responsible for the classic the coal miners daughter ah love to her family love love and peace to her family. Um, I'm looking through Twitter right now to make sure I'm not missing anything. Because when I say that it it was a dumpster fire the last two days, it has been a dumpster fire the last two days between people freaking out about this, this crystal flute that they had no idea the James Madison had being played by Lizzo, an an accomplished, what I say accomplished, accomplished flautist. Like there's been so many people, so many musicians, specifically people who studied flutes. Um, other flautists who talk about the difficulty it would be to play this type of flute that she played in excellence and if you didn't see if you only saw the clip of her playing it at the concert she literally only played it at the concert for a second and it twerked. but there was a moment where she was at the Library of Congress where she was allowed to play it for much longer and when I tell you she is accomplished the woman is accomplished and people were freaking out about this flute that they had no idea existed. Meanwhile, the flute was owned by James Madison, who had never played it. But you know what else he also owned? People, including, including, I believe his own sister, his half sister, who he, he sexually assaulted, produced the child with, and then sold the kid. But Lizzo twerking with the flute is the problem. Get the hell out of here. Like, what are we talking about? Um, But yeah, people were in their feelings about that. Like one week we're mad about a mermaid, a black mermaid talk, uh, uh, specifically a black mermaid that will be talking to a Jamaican crab and a very dizzy, ditzy seagull. We were very mad about that. And then this week we're mad about the, about Lizzo playing the flute. Um, What's that boy's name? Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, who's also in danger one day we're gonna have to talk about how one day we're gonna talk about how you don't have to be white and christian to uphold white christian patriarchal supremacy you know because ben shapiro i believe isn't ben shapiro jewish let me look this up hold on because i want to make sure that i'm absolutely right ben shapiro jewish Hmm. Yes, I believe Ben Shapiro is Jewish. He's an Orthodox Jew. That is very interesting. That is very, very interesting. Um, but yes, one day we're going to have to talk about how, because listen, the, the the side that he's pandering with the side that he's hanging out with, they can equally turn on him. You're not safe over there. You're safer over here. Um, But one day we're going to talk about how, what, what is the appeal? I don't understand what the appeal is. I'm going to have to ask somebody else, um, who's seen that, that darkness and thought, Oh, you know what? That danger looks fun. Um, because no, not over here. Mm -mm. Over here, we're loving and we accept everybody. Everybody except hateful people. That's the only reason why we wouldn't accept you if you're being hateful and exclusionary. Otherwise you're more than welcome. We got room for you at the table. Um, But yes, Ben Shapiro was the main one who was upset, well the loudest one who was upset about this flute that literally nobody knew about. Even people who love American history had no idea about this flute. Crystal flute. Um, which it's like playing a wine glass, according to Lizzo. And I tell you she did a pristine job just look up the videos beautiful job playing it and he's talking uh Ben Shapiro said something like it was a desecration like I said do you know that this crystal flute was owned by a person who owned people Ben if anything is a desecration it is that but y'all seem to miss the humanity that comes with being black so very very frustrated very very frustrated indeed with these folks But, um, I don't see, hmm, yeah, I don't see anything else currently worth losing our minds over, um. Yeah, I think that's enough for today. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Please, 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 please please do not forget to leave a review. Drop five stars wherever you're listening to this and some kind words to let other folks know, hey, they should be listening. If you want to keep this show independent, you too can join the dopest group of patrons around on my Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Whitney. Elise. the link is in um, the description notes. Um, there's five different tiers that you join, all of which I appreciate. Um, I have an amazing support over there and you can come, like I said, keep the show independent because while I enjoy producing the show every week, um, it is labor, it is work. And so I appreciate you guys for, you know, making sure that work is supported. Um, am trying to think if there's any other notes, but I think that is it. Thank y'all so much. Be well, be safe. And as always, peace y'all.